I just don't know where to start and I just can't get myself moving. <laughs> it's the worst feeling. I need to find a way to fix this procrastination. Hi lovely people. Welcome to the Diary of an Ex-Teacher, Navigating the World of Wellbeing. I'm Ashley, known on social media as Mindful Miss Green, and in this podcast, I'll share my experiences of leaving teaching after 14 years and how I'm now navigating my new career in the world of wellbeing. Every episode, I'll share some tips on improving your wellbeing through positive psychology, science and coaching, and I'll basically have a blather about the constant journey of trying to be well in a world where there's so much to grapple with. We all want to flourish, so let's do it together. So in you come, and let's have a wee chat. Hello, how are you all? I hope everything is going well for you this week and I hope you're happy, safe and well. And it's nice to come back and chat to you again as always. Um, I quite enjoyed some of the messages that I got last week. It was really nice to chat a little bit about coaching and I know that actually people that have listened to the podcast that have came across it somewhere have been interested in coaching sessions with me at the Free Spirit Collective which is amazing so if you've been thinking about it please get in touch we can chat a bit some more but when I was thinking about this episode for this week I've actually got a friend visiting it's so nice to have her here and we were deciding like what could the topic be this week and we were laughing saying maybe it should be anger because our case still hasn't arrived two days later. <laughs> so we're trying to like make do um, with my everything obviously that I have in the house. But you know what it's like when you're traveling, you want to have your own things. So we we're like, mm, should it be anger? What lessons have we learned here? And, you know, it's quite fun. But we were actually then talking about I had to come and record the podcast and it made me think back to other times within the year and throughout my diary when I've had like big jobs to do and I really can procrastinate quite a bit so I know that this is something that lots of people identify with and even when it comes to the podcast I'm like procrastinating like when I record it or taking the notes doing the research things like that so it's definitely something that I thought actually this can be this week's episode and the diary entry that I mentioned there at the front that is still something I'm kind of procrastinating over to be honest I've got this really really big job on my to-do list and it's actually been like months in the making something that a project I've been working on I don't know why I keep putting it off and putting it off because it's really really important and it's really big and it's definitely something you know to do with my new career and I've just hit this stumbling block with it. So it really got me thinking, why am I procrastinating about this? You know, what what is the reason? What is making me not get this big important thing done that needs done? <laughs> so I was thinking to myself, I need to do a little bit of reading around this. I wanted to read a bit more about procrastination. So I've been doing a bit of research and I kind of came across some of the things that sometimes procrastination can be connected to anxiety that makes sense for me it's the anxiousness that can come up when thinking about doing a task will it be good enough will I get do it well will I manage to live up to the expectations that I've put in place for myself for other people Uh, it can be linked to boredom sometimes you just think oh it's not an exciting task it's quite laborious I don't want to do it it can be connected to that as well 
There was a lot of things that I read about how sometimes it can be, people think procrastination is linked to people that can't really manage their time well, but that's not always the case. Like the things that I mentioned before, like anxiety and boredom can lead to this task aversion. Also, sometimes procrastination links us to like negative self-talk in the respect of when you've got something tricky to do, like a task or a big job that you need to do and you start beating yourself up about it, your brain's making those connections between that job and you not being good at something and it's just uncomfortable to sit with. So that can be another reason why procrastination kind of rears its ugly head and then these other byproducts of it can arise as well, such as the negative self-talk or feeling of anxiety. So when I've been looking about tips and it was actually mostly for myself like how am I going to come over this and or overcome this and how am I going to get started on the big task and I thought well do you know what if I feel like this I know that I used to feel like this in school and I know that many other people did what I do realize that in school the difference now to my life is I felt like my list was never ending in school my to-do list it just was this continuous cycle like something would be crossed off the top and another three things would be added on the bottom mostly put there by myself but procrastination was a massive thing so in school what one of the things that I did was to kind of combat this procrastination around work things was make a priority list professionally and personally can't remember if I've spoke about this in one of the other episodes but each day I would write down the the three big main things that had to be done professionally that had priority and the three personal things and I think I have spoke about this sometimes these were really small things like water your plants (laughs) drink two litres of water (laughs) whatever it was Um, so that kind of helped me combat procrastination when I was in school but now that I'm in this new space and like you that are listening there are people in many different industries procrastination is something that touches all of our lives in a variety of ways so thinking about okay how can we combat this and now that I'm thinking about my to-do list I am able to chip things off and put work down at the end of the day and have much better balance for myself but procrastination is now definitely popping up again for certain things so to me I thought yep there's an anxiety around that thing that I'm doing and it's the kind of fear of will it not be good enough or whatever so how am I going to combat this and I found some useful things that I'm actually going to do and I thought I might as well share these on the podcast as well because like I say it's probably something that you've experienced also sometimes stress can be looked at in a productive way. For example, some people work really well with deadlines. I'm one of those people, if somebody tells me, I need this by this day, that's when it'll be done for. I'm not very good at doing things too far in advance, so sometimes some of the pressure of that deadline, and I really don't like that word deadline, when you find out like the etymology of the word like how it came to be it's just not nice so I actually would prefer that deadlines was replaced with replaced with another word like I don't know finish post or something (laughs) anyway when you've got a an expectation that something has to be finished on that day it can almost produce this 
level of kind of healthy stress in the sense that that's I know I work better under a little bit of pressure I know that if someone wants to see this thing on Tuesday I will have it ready for Tuesday of course that can also be very counterproductive for a lot of people especially when um, signposts or deadlines that are given aren't manageable it's too high of an expectation for someone it puts then too much stress so this can again that's not a positive level of stress obviously and for some people it can lead to procrastination like we were talking about but one of the things I think to kind of support yourself when it comes to procrastination and I'll have to do also is changing mindset so thinking around the work and letting go of kind of unrealistic expectations. Now this is often self-set goals. I used to give myself really unrealistic things to do, you know, like really big things within say one hour, you know, and it's just, it's not manageable, but I was putting myself under too much pressure. So it can also go too far the other way. Letting go of unrealistic expectations and perfectionism is a huge thing. That really does contribute to procrastination at times so whenever you've got a big task and you can hear those thoughts negative self self thoughts and the feeling of procrastination overcoming then you have to sit and think to yourself okay is it realistic to get this done by this time am I trying to make it too perfect do I just need to start (laughs) do I just need to write the first word do I just need to write the first list whatever it is Also, one of the problems with procrastination is it can hinder self-esteem. You know, like we talked about a minute ago with negative self-talk, it can also contribute to feelings of guilt, shame, self-criticism. Why am I always procrastinating? Why can I never get started? I'm rubbish at being organised. And again, that takes us right back to the start when we're thinking about where procrastination comes from anxiety boredom task aversion these things and overall the more you procrastinate and you think you're giving yourself some space to deal with the fact that the task is coming up but actually it can then leave more space for this negative self-talk guilt and shame so it's also like I said before changing our mindset around those things so it's not beating ourselves up when your podcast is a bit shorter than it usually is because you haven't had time or you've been procrastinating and putting something off and once you get started you realize it's not so bad that's another time that you can always can also beat yourself up and be like see there was nothing bad about this you were just being lazy or whatever it is so it's changing the mindset around the task and being realistic about what's manageable within the time and the resources that you have available to you So some of the tips that I've come up with that I've written down for myself and that I want to share with you are, I think I've got one, two, three, four, five, five ideas. I've spoken about catastrophizing for sure in another podcast somewhere. I can't remember which episode. Procrastination sometimes for me leaves space for, you know, catastrophizing and like, I have to have this thing done by the end of the week. If I don't do that thing, the world will just be cross at me. I will not be good at my job. I will 
lose clients, whatever it might be, that's catastrophizing, thinking worst case scenario. Catastrophizing is something that quite often we do in different situations in our life, you know, for example, it can be a smaller area, but if you miss a call from a friend and already you can hear your your mind catastrophizing, like, gosh, I've missed that call. What if I phone them back and they don't answer? What if they're upset with me and I haven't answered that? What if I phone them back and then they tell me that they're angry about something I said last week? Or, you know, it's like because you missed this call, which is a perfectly normal thing to do, but sometimes the anxious catastrophizing mind can go off on a tangent. And that can also be connected in procrastination. So take stock and think to yourself whenever you, you're in that space of procrastination. Just notice and become aware if catastrophizing is there for you. And it might not be, but if it is, then start to recognize that. Because when you look at it, it's almost like you can see it a bit more clearly and you can start to bring it back down to earth, back, bring it back down to a more balanced level and look at it from a different mindset, from a different perspective and think, okay, is that likely to happen? Not really, that's worst case scenario. And even if worst case scenario happens, what does that mean for me? So it's just taking your time to pick it apart a little bit. I thought that was an important one to kind of mention first, just to also get it out of the way. It's a big one, catastrophizing. But again, it's really connected to procrastination. So being aware when we do that. The other one is having this kind voice so before I mentioned how procrastination can hinder our self-esteem give us feelings of guilt and shame and self-criticism but you know that voice that you've got for your family your friends your children if they're worried about something or they're upset or they're struggling to do something you instantly go into this place of like support solution focused helping to fix whatever it is and we don't usually have that voice for ourselves so for example if my friend was saying you know I've got this big project coming up I need to write a thousand words and I haven't started I've not done any of the research it's due in a week just can't get myself going automatically I go into that coach mode and be like okay so What's the, bit, what's the easiest way for you to start usually with things like this? You know, start thinking about questions around that. What other options do you have? Well, one of them is, well, you just don't do it. What would that look like? One of them is you make a timeline and write a few words a day. What would that look like? Would that be manageable? You know, so you can start to unpick it a bit. But rarely do I do that for myself. And that's something I think I'm going to do in this situation of procrastination is use that kind voice with myself. I need to, again, let go of the perfectionism, let go of the high expectations that I might have put on myself and be more realistic. What is manageable for me? So if that was me, for example, writing the thousand words, then, and I keep procrastinating, I would make myself a plan first and use that kind voice that is normally reserved for other people with myself and say look you've not started it now that's fine but you still have changed my mindset around it you still have a week to go 2,000 or 1,000 word within seven days is more than manageable break it up into chunks make a timeline and type 
150 words a day, 200 words a day, see what you end up with, save some time for draft. And quite often when you break it down into chunks like that, it's a lot easier to see the task for what it is and see that actually you're more than capable of managing that. So using your kind voice for yourself that's normally reserved for others, but also then reframing the task and breaking it into chunks used to tell the children when they would say oh that's too hard it takes too long or you know we would talk about when we do something new it's quite big I'd say well how would you eat an elephant I mean I wouldn't because I'm vegetarian by the way I digress if how would you eat an elephant well you couldn't put it all on your fork in one go you have to break it into small parts you have to break it down into chunks and that is the same with any task so when you've got a task you're thinking about procrastinating it's just you're procrastinating over, can't get yourself started. It's because it seems too big, too much to do, too overwhelming. So think of it as an elephant or something else giant. (laughs) How would you eat that? You would break it down into little chunks. How would you get started? You'd separate it into small parts. So think about it like that. Also, optimising your environment is a really helpful thing. We know that online, like Zoom or Microsoft Teams, Google, you can set your uh, status to away, busy, minimise distractions. You know, if you like a candle when you're working, some calm music, whatever it might be for you. Some people have headphones, they want to drown out. Optimise your environment before you start. Even prepare the environment, make it really nice. Go away for a few minutes and then when you come back with your tea or whatever it is, know that that's when you're going to start. So just start the process gently. Sometimes if you sit down at the computer, you're staring at a blank screen and you've got a big task to do, it's just too much. You don't know where to start. But gradually taking those small steps into the process can also support eliminating procrastination. Another tip, this was actually from a brother, it was the Pomodoro technique and it's about intense working for say 50 minutes, 55 minutes and then take a 5 minute break. This is really easy to time on your timer or an on-screen timer and you know you can read a bit about it, I'll put a link in the um, description for this episode to so you can read more about it but again I've heard um, Angela Duckworth talk about that she did a big study she's the one that's written the book called Grit and I actually got to go to one of her talks in I can't remember where it was Dallas or China maybe Melbourne one of the places the positive psychology conferences and she was talking about some of the world's best musicians and obviously there was there's been conversations of, around like the gifts that they have and the amount that they practice and different things but what she was talking about one of the studies that she found was like there were people that would only practice for say 10 minutes a day but it was intense focused laser precision practice and in the long run it was more beneficial for specific things than over practicing becoming overtired and disillusioned with the activity that they were taking part in so again that kind of made sense to me and connected with the pomodoro technique if you think about if you're an educator and you're teaching small children you know you've only got them for so long <laughs> like you can only explain 
an input or something for a very short space of time before they have to go and actively do something then you'll have your, their attention when you bring them back but if you've got them on the carpet for too long they lose interest if you've got them doing the same repetitive activity for too long the attention goes you know and it's not as productive and it's not as um beneficial for their learning so it's very similar when I was thinking about this Pomodoro technique and I suppose one of the key points of that is intense work and really productive work for a longer space of time with a short break or short reward at the end and then continue the process again so that brings me on to the other thing when you're procrastinating give yourself a reward at the end of the completed task so my um episode that I'm recording now. It's taken me a while to get round to the research, to get everything started, but my friend, like I said, is here. We're still waiting for our case to be delivered. It should be here in an hour or two. So our reward for well, my reward when I finish this podcast is going to go and watch a episode of um a really trashy reality TV show <laughs> that normally I wouldn't watch, but I've been enjoying it so far. So thanks for that, Amy. Um so that was one of the other things, a reward for that. One of the final things I want to kind of touch on for um, eliminating procrastination is focus on your why. Why are you doing that thing? Is it because you feel like you have to? Well, why do you have to? Why is it important? Can I start digging down deep with that, that word why? If it's something like the task that I've been talking about for myself that is really connected to my passion, really connected to what I truly care about. I have to sit and think about, well, if you care about that so much, why are you procrastinating around it? Why are you struggling particularly around this really important thing? Asking myself questions around that. And the more that I do that, it's making me turn back to the purpose and the passion that I have for well-being and education, positive psychology, and it's making me think, well, that's the why, and that why is bigger than me. So it takes precedent over me feeling a bit lazy or not wanting to get started. When I turn back to the why, I think, yep, it's for the greater good. It's something that you're so passionate about. It's fine that you've not manage to start this thing up until now but make a plan put your why somewhere that you can see it so that's my plan to put the why somewhere really visible in my eye line so that I walk past it all the time I see it all the time and I know that this work that I need to do that I want to do is connected to the why my why why I'm focusing on this thing that's bigger than me so that'll really kind of spur me on and motivate me to get started, make my timeline, make my plan. Um, There's one that I missed out and actually this is quite an important one, is when you think to yourself, I don't really have time, I don't have time to do this, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. One of the scarier things that I've done recently is checked my screen time on my iPhone and oh, I wouldn't even think about sharing it with you. (laughs) So I actually have this book that my brother gave me Oh, I can't remember the title of it, Digital Detox or something like that. I need to find it. It was really good. I feel like I need to read it again because it will just remind me how connected I am to this device. And 
like most of us, I do spend time scrolling and just relaxing and that's a way of doing that. But when I think about, okay, that's three hours you could have spent one and a half of those hours working on this big task that you've been procrastinating around. So that was the final thing. Check your screen time and let it jolt you a little bit into being a bit more productive against your procrastination. (laughs) So thanks for listening to this episode about procrastination. Like always, I want to finish with a little quote. I really like this one that I came across from Wayne Dyer and he said, procrastination is the art of keeping up with yesterday and avoiding today. Hmm. Thank you so much for being here. I never actually thought I'd ever be able to pull a podcast together tech-wise, so the fact that I have and the fact that you've listened to it just means the world. Thank you so much. Do leave a review if you can, and also I'd be so grateful if you could share with anyone that you think might be interested, teachers, people looking for a career change, or anyone that's interested in the well-being themes that we've talked about here. Thank you so much. Reach out to me on social media, at Mindful Miss Green. I'd love to talk to you and hear any thoughts, comments, comments or questions and visit my website mindfulnessgreen.com for loads of free resources and also if you're interested in coaching or any of the education and school programs that we've got going on at the wellbeing centre do get in touch take care be well and thanks again so much